Jennifer Hembrick with WOSU Public Media's Classical 101 in Columbus. I'm speaking with pianist Simona Dinnerstein about her recording, Undersong. Undersong features works by Francois Couperin, Philip Glass, Schumann, and Eric Satie. I gather that the title of this recording, Undersong, really has a particular resonance for you. So maybe let's just start there. Yes. Uh, well, undersong is an archaic term for a, a piece of music with a refrain. And uh, so in instrumental music, that would often be um, done by creating a rondo form. So rondo form is when you have uh, a section of music with one kind of thematic material and then a contrasting section, and then it goes back to the first section. So it's kind of always returning to material that we heard earlier in the way that the chorus of a song is always returning to that that chorus theme. And this idea of returning, uh, of a refrain, of repetition, of revisiting, is something that I found really interesting. And... Uh, and I actually conceived of this group of pieces as a concert program, which I performed uh, in the year leading up to the pandemic. But then um, went during the pandemic, this whole idea of refrain and repetition seemed really um, pertinent to what everybody was experiencing and what I felt I was experiencing in, in this sort of strange sameness of our days, but also um, the feeling that that every day was kind of repeating and we felt like we were on a loop, but at the same time, everything felt really strange and new. And I found that, that conflict and that very um, hard to get my mind around. song is the third recording that you've made in your home during the pandemic and that you've released during the pandemic, which, again, has lasted so far two years here in the United States. You write in your notes to the recording that you've not felt creative or productive during most of the pandemic, but that nevertheless, the pandemic has turned out to be a period of exploration and transformation for you. So could you talk about that, uh, maybe in particular, in light of this experience of each day being somewhat familiar and yet also strange? You know, where has your exploration taken you during this pandemic and how have these years been transformative for you? Uh, well, I'll start by saying that, you know, my whole sense of time has really shifted. So I am constantly getting confused about what year I'm in and when things happened. I think this is pretty typical for a lot of people. Um, but of course, before the pandemic, I spent many years traveling and playing concerts, and most of my time was spent traveling. And so there was really no kind of normal day-to-day -day life. My life was always changing, and that's the life of, of a traveling musician. And so the, the two years of being at home, or a year and a half, however long it is, during this period 
has been very unusual for me because I actually was able to see like the complete change of seasons in my own neighborhood. Um, and I think that staying put and connecting with family and friends and my neighborhood and my environment um, gave me a different way of even thinking about music, thinking about why it's, why it's important to me and what I want to get out of my life as a pianist and what I find meaningful and what I don't find meaningful and um, trying to sort of parse what I do down to its essentials. two recordings that you've made since the pandemic began really strike me as quite intimately personal to you, a character of quiet, which really led you out of maybe the creative funk the pandemic uh, brought about uh, within you kind of the, the earlier days of the pandemic and reintroduced you to your own musical and creative soul and an American mosaic, which Richard Daniel Poor composed for you and also very strongly under the inspiration of your um, Bach recordings, which uh, for him were really important to his own processing of the pandemic again in its early days. Is this most recent recording under song as intimately personal to you as the two previous recordings were, or at least uh, seem? And if so, how? Yes, I would say that it is as personal. Um, the music on this recording has different significance to me personally. Um, for instance, Chrysleriana, which is the largest work on the disc, and it's a piece, it is a deeply personal piece of music. It has parts that are so intimate that you just feel like it's a, a window into Schumann's soul, you know, and um, even the words that he uses to describe the music. There's a word that he uses, which is innich, a German word, which we do not have an equivalent of in English. And I've always loved that word because it means, as far as I can really make out, um, something that is deeply felt and deeply inner. So I think that a lot of the pieces on this album have that inich quality to them. You mentioned earlier in our conversation that this idea of refrain, this idea of sort of going out and then coming back home obviously was an important idea for you, I guess, as you were thinking about this program, maybe as you were recording it. Can you connect, I guess, this sort of inig character with this idea of refrain and going out and coming back home? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, I think that the idea of coming back which you can either call coming back home or revisiting, is something that we all like to do. Like we like to 
go to the same places, read the same books again, recapture experiences. It's, it's something that is a human quality that we want to revisit. And the desire to recapture an experience that was meaningful is something that is tied to our innermost selves. And so I think that the motivating desire to capture an experience again is having to do with connecting to something that is very personal. Capturing an experience multiple times and perhaps uh, deepening that same experience, which is the same experience, but also not the same experience, you know, to, to get back to your, to your kind of earlier point. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I think on the album, I wanted to, and I did, uh, decide to end the disc with Le Barricade Mysterio's Played Again. Um, and in concert, I often end the concert by playing that Couperin again. And inevitably, it is very different than it was in the beginning. It's exactly the same notes. I don't change any of the notes. But in the way that in the Goldberg Variations, it begins and ends with the aria. And yet, when you come back to the aria, it's so different. I wanted to create that in the sense of this program as, as a whole. Simona Dinnerstein, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you.